Welcome to the Michigan Man Podcast on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew for Wolverine fans from coast to coast. Go Blue and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Fall camp is underway and the competition will be fierce because that's the way Jim Harbaugh wants it. News will be hard to come by during camp as Jim, his staff, and the players will not be available to the media, as far as we know that is, which is just fine. The players enjoy the time away from the spotlight, and there is much work that needs to be done as we approach the start of the season. On today's show, we continue our previews with the radio voice of Michigan football, Jim Branstadter. Later this week, I'll have a Michigan Man Extra for you, and my guest will be senior defensive end Chris Wormley. We're shooting for a Friday release of that show, and I will give you a heads up on both Twitter and Facebook later in the week. Remember, you can email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. Or call me with your maize and blue thoughts at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Before Jim joins us, a few news and notes to get us started. On the recruiting front, three-star defensive lineman James Hudson became the 19th verbal commit in the class of 2017. Most think the final choice was between Michigan and Michigan State. He made his decision after the barbecue at the Big House over the weekend. At Media Day on Sunday, Coach Harbaugh said the team is in pretty good shape as practice begins. That includes senior wideout Jehu Chesson, who suffered a knee injury in the bowl game. According to Jehu, he went through seven months of rehab and is okay to go full speed as of this week. Coach Harbaugh has given Jordan Lewis the green light to contribute on offense this year. We're not sure how he will be used, uh, but it sounds like he'll join Jabril Peppers as a two-way guy and see plenty of snaps this season. I'd like to remind you again this week about an exciting new interactive sports app that will be available in Google Play and the iTunes Store in September. It was developed by the same team that brought us Madden Football and EA Sports College Basketball. It's unique, exciting, free, and for sports fans of all ages. Even if you're not a gamer like me, I think you'll find this app very cool. If you'd like details or a sneak peek, email playitfirst at yahoo.com and include your cell number in the email. That's playitfirst at yahoo.com and don't forget, include your cell number. I'll have that information on my show notes page if you don't have a pen or a pencil handy right now. Getting Jim Branstetter on the show is a challenge because of his radio and TV schedule, especially once Michigan and the Detroit Lions start action. I was fortunate enough to get a few minutes with Jim earlier this week so we could hear his unique take on this year's Michigan team and our head coach, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Branstetter, the voice of Michigan football, is up next here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. with us on our game day segment as we continue our previews uh, in advance of the coming season is Michigan radio play-by-play voice Jim Branstetter. Jim, welcome back. Thanks, Mike. Good to be with you. Well, first question, Jim. It's been a long off season. Are you ready for some Michigan football? 
Yeah, I am ready for some Michigan football. It's uh, I'm anticipating it very much because <laughs> last year ended so good with Michigan winning in uh, the bowl game down in Florida and looking so impressive, having a very, very, uh, I think we would call it uh, momentous offseason with uh, the the great way they did their recruiting deal at the Hill Auditorium and uh, good recruits coming in. There's great anticipation for this season. And by everyone, and 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 I include me in that in that group. Well, you know, Jim, I think most of our listeners know the long with being the play-by-play voice of Michigan football. You're also the longtime uh, radio color analyst for the Lions. You host the Michigan football show on TV and radio in the fall, but which it has to be a labor of love because your schedule from August through January is just crazy, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's nuts, and. You know, every time I get a little tired of getting to the airport or doing something, you know, where it seems like I'm just constantly going and going and going, I think about the people that probably do this for nothing. And I think to myself, you know, count your blessings because you've got a great job. It's that that great old saying that if you have a job you love, you don't work a day in your life. That's kind of what I've got going. You know, Jim, for years, uh, Michigan alums, fans, former players like yourself have said that the expectation is to compete for the Big Ten championship every year. But the last championship, believe it or not, was in 2004. That That, that is very hard to believe, isn't it? It really is. Um, and that's one of those things where it seems like the years have gotten away from us. And we had the, uh, you know, Rich Rodriguez years after Coach Carr. Uh, and and uh, then Brady Hope came in, and while his first year was very promising, kind of went downhill after that. And uh, Jim Harbaugh has uh, really helped, I think, uh, re rebuild the dream that 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 championship is on its way. The other thing I will tell you, it's tougher and tougher to win a Big Ten championship because you got to go not only win your division, but you got to win a Big Ten championship game. So uh, it's a tall order, but it's something that. At Michigan, you are expected to win Big Ten championships. So um, this team has a great opportunity in front of it, and um, it's time to put that 2004 thing to to bed and and put one in 2016. Well, we know from the preseason magazines and the uh, the various media outlets to cover uh, college football, Michigan is considered a contender for the Big Ten championship, even talk of a spot in the playoffs, and that's without taking a snap yet, as we know. Do you think that's just crazy talk for the fans, or do you think this team really can be that good? Like, let me tell you what, I think I like to talk, and I, like I said, expectations are good, and they're very high. But this team has four games on the road this year, and three of them are against Michigan State, Ohio State, and Iowa. All three of those teams, <laughs> excuse me, very easily could have been in the playoffs last year. Um, in, in my exp- in, in in what I see coming on, to win all those three those three games on the road would be extremely difficult. Uh, I think that uh, they've got a great chance to compete for the Big Ten Championship, but probably of all the contenders, they have the hardest road. Let me put it that way. Yeah, that is that trifecta on the road. A night game in Iowa to boot. Uh, exactly. Michigan State on the road, and then that trip to Columbus, which is... <laughs> Is going to be crazy. Uh, yep. You're right. To, to to win two of three would, I think, be great. But I just cannot see them coming uh, away with three victories uh, with that schedule. The thing is, I, I, they can. I mean, they can win those games. I think they're good enough. The other thing is, I think they're a little bit young yet. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they're defensively going to be a little bit younger. Uh, and, and maybe this isn't, quote-unquote, that year that everybody kind of 
matures and, and you have that, you catch that lightning in a bottle where you have the opportunity to go through a season unbeaten. The schedule has to cooperate. The injuries have to cooperate. Um, you know, the maturity of your team. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, you know, that they're, they're just maybe a year away uh, with all of those things coming together. Because on defense, they'll be a bit younger. And uh, that's, that's one of those things where all those things have fit. You have to have that perfect storm to get to that national championship. Absolutely. I'd like to tell fans when uh, they're so excited coming into this year, I remember what Bob Eufer used to say so often at the start of the season. He'd say, on paper, Michigan is in contention <laughs> to win the Big Ten championship. The only problem with that is we're not going to play any games on paper this year. Right. Right. <laughs> so. And that's. And that is so true, man. The old announcer, the great one, Bob Eufer, uh speaks the truth in that one. You've got it. Well, Jim, it sounds like uh, Coach Harbaugh and the team are going on another submarine trip for the first few weeks of camp. And, you know, not everyone does that in college football in this media crazy time where we have to know everything that's going on behind the walls of Fort Schembechler or, or would like to. But the Michigan players really seem to like uh, that three weeks of being together, don't they? They really do, and 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 think about it. It's it's a change from what's happening in the in the spring and and the summer because it's been all hardball all the time. I mean, not to mention the fact that this whole new Nike deal has come up, and that that that's exploded from mm-hmm. a media standpoint. And um, the players, I think, get appreciate the fact that okay, the talk is over. Now it's time to get to work. And Harbaugh and his coaches feel the same way. It's like, okay, all the media stuff, all the talk, all the Twitter, you know, all the Facebook, that's gone. Now it's time to get to work because this is how we get to the goals that we set for ourselves. And that is we hunker down at Schembechler Hall and Glick Fieldhouse and we get the job done and we get ready to play that first game. And I think all the players understand, you know, there's a time for play and there's a time for work. Now's the time for work. And Jim makes it clear to them that you aren't going to do anything in the season unless you get it done now. Well, I think we're the only team in the top 10 right now. Top 10, top 5, depends where you look. That doesn't have a starting quarterback named heading into camp, Jim. So it's going to be interesting to see who emerges from this competition, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, it is. It's going to be the same as last year. Remember last year? Mm -hmm. We didn't know who it was going to be. We didn't know Jake Rudock was going to be the guy. I mean, we assumed or kind of anticipated that he might be the guy because he had some experience. But remember, last year they did not name the quarterback until he ran out on the field in that first game. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, you know, Jim is going to be very similar to that this year in that he wants to see the competition. He wants to see who is going to step up this fall and take control of this team and do the things necessary that he believes a quarterback has to do in order to win football games. So, uh, I, I, like I said, I don't, I don't think you'll see anything publicly uh, about the quarterback at Michigan uh, until the first game. And to be perfectly frank, that's okay with me because that means that, you know, Jim's got them all competing. And as we saw last year, I mean, uh, Jake Rudock had his best year of football, whether, whether he was in Iowa or, or Michigan or wherever. And, and it was all because of Harbaugh and that competition and, and how he kind of gave the confidence to Jake Rudock to take over that team and really become a quality quarterback. I mean, if you'd have looked at him, Mike, after the Utah game and said he's going to be a fifth-round draft or sixth-round draft pick, you'd have told anybody you're crazy. But after the season, he played himself into that draft pick at, at the NFL level. And um, that was a great job by Jim and a great job by Jake. 
hopefully that same kind of thing happens this year with uh, maybe John O'Connor or, or maybe Shane Morris. Who knows? Um, but I, I tell you what, they're going to compete, those guys. When you look at the offensive personnel that we have, uh, Jim, what areas do you consider us to be strong in and, and what areas give you concern right now? Tell you what, I love our wide receivers. I think I think we've got depth there, and I think we've got playmakers. So Darbo and Chesson are, are both, I think, big-time players. But don't forget Grant Perry, and there's some mm-hmm. young kids coming around uh, that, that had a chance to play a little bit last year, but I think they're going to grow into the position. Tight end position is about seven deep. I love our running backs. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, don't forget Davion Smith is back, but I mean, Ty Isaac might play, and, and Deron Higdon. I mean, there's... Drake Johnson. I mean, I just named four. Okay, mm. most how, how many teams can do that? So I, I don't have a problem. The the one question again, it goes. You've got a revamped offensive line a little bit. You've got Mason Cole is going to go from it appears from last spring, left tackle into center, and you've got a new left tackle. So you know we'll have to see how that goes. So if if, if to answer your question, if I had any wonders about what was going on from a standpoint of question mark. I would, and it's not a question mark more than it is see how this group of offensive linemen gel together. Although most every one of them up there has experience and has played before. Well, over on the other side of the ball, Jim, we've heard a lot in the offseason about Don Brown and what a great defensive coordinator he is. People that have played for him love him. He's just so highly respected in the college uh, coaching world. But he has inherited a boatload of talent, Jim, hasn't he? He has, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he plays it. Um, he's going to be aggressive. I know that. Uh, it's going to be great to see what he does with Jabril Peppers. Uh, he can play linebacker. He can play safety. He can play corner. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of places you could put him, and I think he's going to use that to his advantage, and, and it's going to be one of those for an offense coming up against the Michigan defense. It's going to be a find Waldo thing. It's where is Peppers lined up, and 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 – know where he is so you don't run at him or you don't you know put a, put him in a position to make plays so i think that that's going to be interesting uh they're going to be a little bit young i think uh up front i think they're probably as as solid as i can remember a michigan team being with a great rotation you got wormley you've got godin you've got glasgow you've got hurst uh and you got some new kids coming in gary obviously everybody wants to see him play uh, linebacker's a little bit young, but again, Gideon's the veteran guy that hopefully will set it up. And then at cornerback, you got Jordan Lewis, who last year was an All-American. He's back. And, and Jabril, uh, I think the, uh, the safeties will be, you know, one of those question mark areas. But again, both of the safeties will have had experience in playing down. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, <laughs> Excuse me, I think they're going to be very good. We talked about some of the concerns we, we do have about the offense. This does look like the, the kind of defense, Jim, that can carry the team early and let that offense come together, doesn't it? It does. It does. It, it's, a, it's a defense, I think, especially the way uh, Coach Brown's going to do it, is going to be one of those that will create negative plays. I mean, I think you're going to see some, some teams play Michigan this year that are going to be second and 21, third and 19. I think that's what you're looking for. You know, when does – Coach Brown really likes to get after you and blitz you a little bit. And so I think you're going to see some negative plays. And those negative plays play into exactly what you just said. It's going to carry the offense. Because you put somebody in a third and 19 or a second 21, they're probably not going to make first downs. Or they might turn the ball over. And if they turn the ball over and give you good field position, you know, that helps your offense. 
that takes pressure off of your offense. And if you're able to get an early lead, for instance, or if your defense scores, you know, all that stuff helps an offense that hasn't yet got there. So I think your, your premise is absolutely right. A defense that can do that gives an offense that's trying to find itself an opportunity to grow without pressure. And, and I think that's, that's huge for a young offense with a new quarterback. Well, Jim, earlier this summer, I had Shemi Schembechler on the show, and we all know he spent years as an NFL scout and a talent evaluator. And he told me from a pure talent perspective, it's Ohio State and everyone else, but Michigan was closing the gap. Do you still agree with that? Yeah, I would. Based on last year's draft, certainly. What did they get, 10, 11, 10, 11 guys in the first round or yeah, whatever yeah. it was, or, or first five rounds? So when you look at the numbers based on what the NFL draft did, uh, clearly that's absolutely accurate. I mean, they put a lot of guys. Well, they had two, three guys in the first 10, 10 picks. Yeah, I think 14 uh, overall. Think, yeah, so so from that perspective, sure. I mean, the numbers bear that statement out. Now, like you said, Michigan and Jim and Harbaugh have done a great job recruiting. Uh, those guys have to, you know, make it through the collegiate level and prove that they are NFL quality talent. But uh, I think uh, Shami's right in that regard that Michigan is closing the gap. Well, final question for you, Jim. Uh, have you been surprised at how fast Jim Harbaugh has turned things around, or did you expect this is what we'd get from the day he hired on? I got to tell you, I was a bit surprised. The you know last year, uh, I you know I you didn't you didn't know you're coming off a five and seven season. Mm-hmm. It's it's not exactly like you're, you're you're bringing in a bunch of guys that are you know, already won Big Ten championships. So you wondered a little bit last year what Jim was going to do, his effect was going to do. And I think his staff and him surprised all of us in in how well they played, especially as they got through the season, they got better. And, and, And that's the key to any team is, in my opinion, when you start and when you finish, how much better are you? And I would say Michigan was much better against Florida than they were against Utah. And and that's a credit to the kids and the coaches because they're basically the same kids. But they're they've improved over the course of the season and and with the same basic talent. So to me that, that shows your coaching staff got them better. So from from a surprise standpoint, yeah, I am a little bit surprised. Uh I mean Jim at the NFL level, which was all other than when he was at Stanford, you know, his last four years was at the NFL level in San Francisco. And, you know, he didn't, he, he wasn't the, the kind of media blitz guy, I think, that he, that he was at Michigan. And that kind of surprised me. But once you see what he's doing and how he's doing it and why he's doing it, uh, it kind of made sense. He, you know, he brought the attention back and he was not one that would shirk the spotlight. As a matter of fact, he embraced it and told his players to embrace it and said, you know we're on the we're we're on the hook now. They're watching us. What are we going to do when they watch us? And they all responded. And and to me, that shows a coach with one great confidence, two great talent, three great staff. Okay, but a guy who's willing to you know stand out there in the arena and put himself uh, on the dime and and let it happen. And I think that that's. That's great, and and you never knew what was going to happen when he came in here with the five and seven team, and and when he did that, and then that team responded the way they did last year. I thought that was a bit of a surprise. Now all bets are off, and as you as you we talked earlier, 
the expectation from everybody based on last year's performance is is way up over where we think it should be, and that they think we're going Michigan's going to win the national championship. That's probably too ex- expectations are too lofty. But you know what? Harbaugh's not going to shirk from them. He'll say, "Sure, bring mm-hmm. it on." And I think that's that's the that's what's great about Jim, and that's what's cool about the program. We're back, as, as everybody says. Our guest here on our game day segment this week is the uh, Michigan radio play-by-play voice, Jim Brandstatter on the uh, Michigan Football Network. Jim, we look forward to hearing your call on what we hope is a, a very exciting season this year. Hopefully get you back on uh, later as the season unfolds. For today, thanks so much for your time, Jim. It's an honor. Glad to be with you, and thank you. I look forward to it, Mike. Wolverine Quick Hits is next as we wrap it up for another week here on The Michigan Man on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. On Quick Hits today, thanks again to the radio voice of Michigan football, Jim Brandstetter, for being our guest today. I hope to have Jim back once the season gets underway, but with his schedule, it might be tough. On Friday, I'll have a Michigan Man Extra for you. My guest will be senior defensive tackle Chris Wormley. He could have gone in the draft last year, but said it was an easy decision to come back for his senior season. So please join us for that on Friday. On next week's show, we hope to have Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports to update us on the recruiting scene and, of course, get his take on what's happening behind the walls of Fort Schembechler this month. Our free show app is available in the Google Play and iTunes stores. This fall, we also join the team at iHeartRadio. So get one of the apps and take the show with you wherever you go as summer winds down and we get ready for the home opener with Hawaii on September 3rd. Don't forget to join us on Friday for our Michigan Man Extra this month with senior defensive end Chris Wormley. Before we close, I'd like to remind you again this week about an exciting new interactive sports app that will be available in Google Play and the iTunes Store in September. It was developed by the same team that brought us Madden Football and EA Sports College Basketball. It's unique, exciting, free, and for sports fans of all ages. Even if you're not a gamer, which includes me, I think you'll find this app very cool. If you'd like details or a sneak peek, Email playatfirst at yahoo.com and include your cell number in the email. That's playatfirst at yahoo.com. And don't forget, please include your cell number. I'll have the information on my show notes page if you don't have a pen or a pencil handy right now. That will do it for today. Have a great Wolverine week, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Fitzpatrick. Until Friday, take care. And as always, go blue. Thanks for joining us today on The Michigan Man, here on Wolverine Sports Radio, a member of the V-Sporto Network, and in partnership with SB Nation's Maze and Brew. Our listener lines are open 24-7 for your calls at 313-263-4842. That's 313-263-4842. Or email us at themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. That's themichiganmanpodcast at yahoo.com. The Michigan Man Podcast is produced at the studios of Robin Lynn Productions, Allen Park, Michigan, and is not affiliated with the University of Michigan. Go Blue!